from your microwave, your TV, your fridge, your washing machine, everything seems to be getting smarter and smarter. I do imagine a time where you'll probably find little pieces of technology existing within your clothing, your pants, as well as your shoes, maybe keeping you warm when it's cold and maybe cooling you down on days when it's super warm. Who knows? But this is Tech Impact, and this is where we update you on the latest technologies that have been announced into the world, and also about how those technologies might influence and impact your life and the lives of those around you. Amazon had an event where they announced the updates on their Fire Fire TV stick. The Fire TV stick is nothing new. It's been in the market for quite some time now, but it hasn't received any updates for quite some time. Um, And if you didn't know, Amazon is actually one of the big players in the space of uh, TV. Well, you can call it a TV box or a little TV uh, blocks. Uh, I know that Apple has their own, which is called Apple TV. Google has Google TV. Uh, There's also uh, one that I I like, which is not really uh, well marketed in the commercial space. Uh, What is it called? MFC TV, My Family Cinema TV. So all of these are basically competing in the space of alternative TV as opposed to traditional TV. Uh, This is your DSTV, your um, HD, I, for, I forgot, open, open, open HD and all the others. So these are like the new forms of TV where you can basically stream and pay small subscriptions in order to stay up to date with your most recent and latest content. They announced a few other devices. I'm not going to zoom into all of them, but one of them was a Wi-Fi 7 router called the Eero Max 7. And then they also announced the Fire TV soundbar. So obviously the soundbar complements the Fire TV stick uh, that basically you can buy, attach it to your TV, connect it to your internet, and boom, you have access to TV. The interesting thing here is this, right? I'm, I'm, I'm really seeing that we're moving into a time where we're going to now be buying physical products that you take home, connect to the internet, and then have to buy a, a certain subscription to actually access the content that's inside of them. Because that's basically how these TV boxes work, uh, right? And I, I hate calling them boxes. I'm just lacking a, a better word right now. They're not really boxes, especially considering how small they are. But I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. The last one I'm going to mention is uh, Amazon's latest Eco Hub. This is Amazon's first uh, home hub for smart appliances. So this is similar to Google's uh, home hub where you can connect all your smart devices to this one hub and control them from the convenience of just using your voice or using your smartphone. Whether it be your coffee maker, it be your air fryer, your stove, your washing machine, you can control all of them from this one hub and uh, we've also mentioned that Google has gone as far as creating a screen for their own so this is exactly what Amazon has done with theirs it looks like a tablet basically that you can interact with and control things around your home and probably have it assist you in the kitchen as well who knows the Chinese car maker or manufacturer known as Neo has launched its own smartphone this is very interesting right because Xiaomi being a smartphone manufacturer and also smartphone accessories uh, they are now have recently announced or started venturing into manufacturing cars having their own car brand uh, that 
probably they're going to start selling within China. So it's interesting that car manufacturers are beginning to get into the, the smartphone space and those who are in the smartphone space are beginning to get into the manufacturing space. This is not new and exclusive to these two companies, Neo and Xiaomi. We've also seen Samsung did it as well. Uh, we also, we've also seen Sony doing it as well. Although one can argue that Samsung is technically not a smartphone company. They've been manufacturing other devices and appliances around the home for many, many years. And I think they've been trying to manufacture a massly produced car for many, many years since before this, what seemingly is a new evolution uh, of products, of, of, of companies getting into, smartphone companies getting into the car manufacturing business. So with all of that placed on your table, I'm going to leave you with the final question. Would you drive a car manufactured by a smartphone company? Would you trust enough to purchase it and drive it, whether it be an electrical car or whether it be a, a, an internal combustion vehicle, would you buy and drive it? Tech Radar, Tech Impact, let's have a look uh, on the side of tech things. Um, just two things that I wanted to share with you recently. Uh, first of all is that I've had the personal experience to witness a Tesla motor vehicle uh, closer, and, and that is because there was one driving through South Africa while driving through the coastline of South Africa and I had the ability to see it while it was charging in the charging station in a shopping mall very close to my house. So that was an unbelievable experience. And then the other thing that I would like to mention with regards to electric vehicles now just coming to think of it is the fact that um, we are selling, uh, South Africa has grown accustomed to electric vehicles. We see the increase of sales in electric vehicles in the first quarter of 2022. More electric vehicles has been sold in South Africa uh, than put together for the past two or three years. So I think that is something exciting that's heading towards us. Then the other thing that is actually more technology and the impact of technology on a on a nominal space in our everyday lives. And that is unfortunately not good news, that's bad news. Uh, if you are currently streaming and you are using Disney Plus as your streaming server to watch Obi-Wan or The Mandalorian or anything like that, now you would have noticed that you've consumed huge amounts of data probably. And that is because Disney Plus has a technical glitch which they are trying to solve out and that is that the data saver mode uh, on your device or on Disney Plus server in South Africa currently is not working. In other words, you are using the same amounts of data than you would have used when you were just streaming in full HD. Um, so having said that, if you stream Disney Plus and you compare the data usage to Showmax, Netflix or DSTV, if you're using DSTV, you would have noticed that um, on data saver mode on Disney Plus, you'll probably use four times as much data as you would have used while streaming DSTV and the likes. So if you're worried about your data usage, it's not that you're watching too much content, it's just that the service that you are using is actually consuming content irrespective of the fact that you've selected data saver mode. We trust that uh, that, that will be sorted out soon. Uh, the, the, great, the great thing is that Disney's been made aware of it, now, it was actually a private individual stumbling upon it and then made aware of the public and a couple of people tested and they saw that they were still using the exact same amount. If you stream full HD Disney+, Plus, you're looking at about 1.2 gigabytes of data um, 
per two hours or something, if I'm not mistaken, then switch on data saver mode, and you would notice that you're still using 1.2 gigabytes of one to 1.2 gigs of data for the two hours of streaming. So we trust that Disney will look into that and have it sorted, because I mean, something you know, in a country where data and fuel is very expensive, we would like to save at least on one thing, hopefully data.